Amen. Thank you, worship team, for leading us to that place this morning. Powerful things for us to declare and to invite. We do cry those things out to come, Lord Jesus, come, Holy Spirit. We desire new and deeper knowledge and understanding of what that means. Amen. But we're coming to the, the end of the beginning a little bit here of our journey exploring the mission that God is putting in, in front of us, that He's placing before us, that He's calling us into. As the world changes in the pace of the church, the place of the church changes, the gospel does not. And he has called us to be forgiven and transformed by the promise of the gospel and the power of the Holy Spirit, becoming alive with His presence changed and made new, and then empowered by that Spirit to bring that new life to others, to be and to bring that sacred presence into the world, into our community, into the life of each person that we meet, to bring the fruit of the Spirit, the promises of Jesus, the power of the presence of God, and the practical presence of this new life into the lives of others. And we started this journey back in the fall in 1 Peter with that passage that God laid on my heart last summer as we were praying about the direction. I was praying the direction that God is leading us as a church and me in my own ministry. The things that He was calling us to see and understand and to be in this building and in Leduc, and wherever we are, individually and together, carrying the very hope and power of Jesus in our hearts to others. And so we read 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9, where he says this, But you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession, that you may declare the praises of Him who called you out of darkness into His wonderful light. And we saw the depth and the power of what God was calling us into, that no matter what the world looks like, no matter what happens, no matter how much things change, we are called to be and to bring that sacred presence here, revealing the truth, the love, the grace, the hope, the light of the God that created the universe and created each person, every person here and in the world, placing His image in them and desiring Nothing less than the fullest and deepest relationship and connection with them, enjoying Him and bringing Him glory for all eternity. That's what God has done. And that's what He's calling us into. And I say we're coming to the end of the beginning because this call is not going away. And this new word that God has spoken to us is going to carry forward. 
as we step into the new things that He is placing before us, as we continue to follow and He continues to lead. Again, today is the day of our annual general meeting and we get the chance to celebrate the things that God has done this year and pray together into the places God is leading us. And as we do that, we want to look back and remember this journey that we've begun over this year. And I want to begin to paint a little bit of a picture of where God is leading us forward as well as He continues to reveal more and more of what it means to be and bring the sacred presence into the lives of others. To be a light, to be salt. To be a signpost, a spiritual presence. Drawing people's eyes to the spiritual reality they inhabit. We are more than animals living in a closed physical world. There is a spiritual reality in and all around us that we are a part of. That we are created for. And that God desires us to experience and understand and enjoy. And so we began with this word sacred, just starting to outline this call. What does this word mean? What does this look like? What is this idea? And now we're going to be starting to step more deeply into this truth and this call. And it's going to be exciting. And again, this fall we started by talking about the fruit of the Spirit, the tools and gifts that God gives to us when we embrace the power of the gospel and the new life in the Spirit, redeemed and restored by the blood of Jesus, sanctified and justified and empowered by Him. And then we talked about the nature and the promise of Jesus, His prophetic names and what that means for us, what He means for us. Who He truly is, that we can know Him and trust Him and believe that He is enough. And then we looked at the reality and promise of the power of the presence of God, exploring the stories and the incredible ways God has worked and moved throughout the story of Scripture and in the lives of His people. That we can have faith and hope that God will continue to be faithful today as He has been in the past. That we can see the power of His presence here today too in the world around us. And now we finally over these last few weeks turned our focus on the practices of the presence of God. What it means to live in that promise. The things that we then do to bring that power and that hope and that love into the world. It's been an incredible journey and a huge start to this calling, but there's more for us and it's going to be deep, it's going to be amazing and we're going to be starting to build some more pieces into ministry here, invitations, opportunities to explore and understand what this means. But it's going to be Heavy and hard too. 
There's going to be things that we need to see and focus on and embrace and, and let God speak into our hearts as we seek to deepen our understanding of this call. And so our theme this next year, starting in the fall and even in the summer, is going to be the Word. Just digging into the power of Scripture. As we seek to become that sacred presence more and more, we need to be people rooted in the Word. We need to be led by the Word and fed by the Word. We need to be soaking in the Word, marinating in the Word. Letting the word, the power of scripture soak into every part of our being. Letting the word of God, the truth of God's word become our very eyes and ears and voice and hands as we walk and live in the world. Understanding that Jesus is the word made flesh. That he is the way and the truth. And the life, and that as we understand Him and what He has said, what He has given us to know about who He is, we will be changed and made like Him, to be like Him, so that we can live like He created us to live, and so that others can see who He is too. And so we're going to read the Word. We're going to challenge ourselves to memorize the Word, to fill our minds and our hearts with the Word. We're going to let Scripture lead us into the presence of Jesus that we can see and know and understand Him more and more and that we can then be changed by the power of His Word for His kingdom and His glory. I'm so excited. It's going to be such an amazing journey and I'm so looking forward to the things that God is going to reveal to us about the power of His Word and the ways that we're going to be challenged and renewed by the beauty and majesty of Scripture. God gave us this Word to tell us about Himself and who we are. To reveal His heart to us, His nature to us. We're not left blind and lost wandering around in the darkness or just slaves to our own nature and emotions and fallen understanding. He has given us His truth that we can stand with confidence and courage in all humility and submission led by Him and fed by Him into new life. The life where we're created to know. Life with Him. We don't worship Scripture. But Scripture leads us into worship. It's alive with His Spirit. Speaking to us the very heart of our Father. And showing us His love and hope for us. And also showing us our need. For a Savior. And that's going to be the next step on this journey. Pastor Scott has been preparing our summer series that we're going to start in just a couple of weeks here. And as God led him and spoke to him, this next step as we step into this season exploring the Word was for us to spend some time exploring sin. So this summer we're going to be looking at the seven deadly sins. 
and using that in the ways that we allow the brokenness of sin to continue to hold us back from the things that God desires for us, the life and joy that God designed for us. It's not going to be a series of shame and guilt. We are set free by the blood of Jesus and we have been forgiven, but there are still countless ways every day in our lives that we invite that sin back in as we give in to temptation. And so it's going to be a series of releasing. As we begin to let the truth of the Word claim authority over our lives and submit to Him again, releasing these things that hurt us and letting the hope and forgiveness of our gracious God set us new once again. There's so much depth to this new life that God desires for us and the more we surrender our will, our hopes and dreams, our actions and our behaviors, our attitudes, and our sin to Him. The more He has for us to experience of His love and presence of Himself. And the more then we're able to share that with others. As His presence living in you just naturally flows out. I'm excited for this. This next year is going to be huge. And again, it's going to be challenging and hard. This is not easy stuff for us to explore. And God's going to be digging up some raw places in our hearts. But it's going to be good. God is calling us deeper, calling us into more. He's given us this sacred identity and mission. And now He's calling you further into it. The life He desires for us is a life of holiness and joy, and righteousness, a life rooted in the Word as He speaks to us of His nature and His love, His holiness and His grace, His perfection, and His justice, and His mercy. But this morning, we're not quite there yet. As we come to the end of our series, practicing the presence of God. As I was praying and thinking about this day, our AGM, and stepping forward into these new things, and having talked about these ideas over the last few weeks, teaching, and listening, and caring, and serving, and everything else, God laid this word, preparing, on my heart, as one of the practices that He invites us to understand. It's a It's a huge part of our journey as believers, preparing for the things that God is putting before us. God doesn't call us out of nowhere, and He doesn't leave us to build His kingdom on our own. He prepares us, and He calls us to prepare ourselves to be ready when He calls, and to step well into the things that He puts in front of us, the places He asks us to serve. All through time and God's journey with people, He calls the prepared and He prepares the called. Noah lived a life of righteousness. He prepared himself walking with God when the whole world around him abandoned their Creator. And then God called him to prepare for the judgment that was coming. It wasn't right away to build an ark and be faithful for years or even decades. 
with no sign that whole time of what was going to come, that the word of God that he had spoken was true. But he was faithful, and he built, and he prepared. Moses was chosen by God from birth and placed by the faithfulness of his sister into the palace of the Pharaoh, trained and taught and educated in everything he would need to lead God's people, economics and logistics and politics and military strategy. He spent decades learning to lead. And then he spent 40 years as a shepherd in the desert learning to serve and care preparing for the ministry that God was going to place before him. David prepared in the wilderness as a shepherd boy, learning strength and courage and care. And he was anointed as king over Israel, but still then spent many, many years waiting for the throne, patiently being prepared. Jesus himself was born ready impressing the elders even as a boy with his wisdom and knowledge of Scripture, but it was still 30 years before his father called him to start the ministry he came to do. Preparing is a part of our journey. It's a part of these practices of bringing God's presence to people. The word disciple is rooted in the word discipline, and as as disciples we Prepare for the work that God places before us. We study the word. We spend time in prayer. We walk together in accountability. We worship together as a group. The passage that we've been focusing on is 2 Corinthians chapter 5, and we've been looking at different parts of this passage. But this thought continues further than we have been going into the beginning of Chapter 6, where Paul challenges us to be ready, ready to serve, ready for this mission that God has placed before us. Let's read together 2 Corinthians chapter 5. We're going to start in verse 14. It says this, For Christ's love compels us, because we are convinced that one died for all, and therefore all died. And he died for all that those who live should no longer live for themselves, but for him who died for them and was raised again. So, from now on, we regard no one from a worldly point of view. Though we once regarded Christ in this way, we do so no longer. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has already come. The old has gone, the new is here. All this is from God who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation that God was reconciling the world to himself through Christ, not counting people's sins against them. And he has committed to us the ministry of reconciliation. We are therefore Christ's ambassadors, as though God were making His appeal through us. We implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. God God made Him who had no sin to be sin for us, so that in Him we might become the righteousness of God. As God's co-workers, think about that word, 
We urge you not to receive God's grace in vain. For he says, in the time of my favor, I heard you. In the day of salvation, I helped you. I tell you, now is the time of God's favor. Now is the day of salvation. Jesus has done the work. He has paid the price and brought us freedom and forgiveness. And so now Paul says, as God's co-workers, don't receive this grace in vain. Now is the time of God's favor. Now is the day of salvation. And he's asking us within that, are we ready? And the truth is about this idea of preparing that all of these Stories of these people preparing and the call to us to prepare ourselves. The reality is these individuals were working and preparing at the same time. And the same is true for us. God is calling us to prepare, to humble ourselves, to submit and let His Spirit work in us. And all the time He's doing that work, He's calling us out to serve and care and love, to bring hope and truth and the light of the gospel, even as we prepare, we serve. Because now, too, is the time of God's favor. Now, too, is the day of salvation. The work is happening, even as we prepare. And God is at work here, in us, through us, and all around us. Are we ready? So pray. Pray for our church. Pray for this mission that God is calling us into. Pray for yourself as we take up this mantle. Pray for our community, for heart and vision to see where God is leading us. And pray for God's will to be done and for the courage for us to follow well in that calling. God is calling and He will provide as He leads us forward. Amen. Let's pray together. Father God, we are humbled by this call. We are humbled by Your Word. We are humbled that Your Spirit is alive and at work here today. Father God, we come before You and we submit to You today. We want to lay our lives at Your feet, God. We invite You to work and move. We want to be prepared we want you to speak. We want your word to move in our hearts. We want to be drawn deeper into humility and submission, trusting you and seeing with your eyes and loving with your heart, God, that we can be ready to step into the things you're putting in front of us, even today, not just years from now. God, there are people in our lives that need this love today. Now is the time of your salvation. Give us boldness, God. Prepare us with a passion and excitement to bring your hope and light and love into people's lives. But God, prepare us as well for the future and the places you're leading us as individuals and as a church, the mission and ministry you're putting before us, God. We want to step forward with boldness and confidence in faith into the places you're putting in front of us. We are in awe of what you are doing and the lives that are being changed here and around us, God. And we ask, God, that you would continue to use us. We want to be faithful. We want to be used by you. We ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen.